Coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Eagles, it's Friday, Lockdown QB1. Have the Eagles switched up their philosophy on quarterback post-Carson Wentz? Jeffrey Lurie, he hinted at some things on Wednesday I want to dive into in his press conference. That's coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. You are Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Friday edition of LOE. I'm Louis DiBiase, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, every day on all podcast platforms, in video form as well, on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiaseLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. No April Fool's stuff for me on the show today. It is April 1st, but we're talking quarterback on this Friday edition of the show. It's locked on QB1, and we hinted at this. I shouldn't say hinted, but me and Gino, we touched on this topic on Wednesday. You can find Wednesday's show on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. We had our takeaways from owner Jeffrey Lurie's first press conference since pre the Carson Wentz trade in 2020, right after Doug Peterson was fired and they hired Nick Sirianni as the next head coach of the Eagles. And we talked about it very briefly, but I went back and listened to that press conference today. And again, came away with a lot of red flags when it comes to accountability that I talked about on Twitter, again, at DiBiase LOE for that discussion. But I also was listening more to his comments made about the quarterback position about Jalen Hurts, you know, uh, comparison to Josh Allen in a way, you know, talk about quarterback philosophy and just roster building in general. And it had some questions raised for me that piqued my interest. Lurie brought up how sometimes, and this was the thing that really sparked my interest and wanted to do a, a further, you know, more detailed show on this conversation. Jeffrey Lurie was talking about Carson Wentz, you know, his run in 2017. And he brought up how sometimes even the best quarterbacks only have one ring or zero, like Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. And he also brought up, you know, when he was talking about Jalen Hurts and, you know, how to find a franchise quarterback. He talked about how you never will really know sometimes if you have a franchise quarterback. And, you know, sometimes it's, there's just so many different ways to go about getting one. He was really just talking about the unpredictability of the NFL, how to win, you know, talking about some of the best never winning or only having one, talking about how hard it is to find the franchise quarterback and how you can do that in different ways. And he brought up Josh Allen for that comparison, although I hated that because as somebody that covers the Bills, I know the Bills moved up for Josh Allen in 2018 with the seventh overall pick and had every intention of making him the franchise guy. He had generational upside that he has since met. So, but again, hearing the comments about the rings and just talking about everything being so unpredictable, and you know, it's a direct result of everything that happened with Carson Wentz. But I started to ask some questions like, is he saying that it's unpredictable how a franchise quarterback, who will be a franchise quarterback and how to find one? And that that doesn't guarantee you a title anyway. Is that what he is saying? Like there is no blueprint as if maybe the when situation made them feel a different way about it than they used to when they felt like quarterback was all that matters. And I still think they believe that, but 
you know, was he saying maybe his philosophy and their mindset about how the NFL works has changed? So maybe now that, you know, the negative pessimist in me started thinking maybe now they just want someone to get their seat at the table of the playoffs and, you know, give you a chance every year to get hot like Nick Foles did in 2017 because, hey, you know, there is no right way to go about it. We moved up for Carson Wentz. We did everything that most teams normally do. We took a quarterback at the top of the draft. We invested all these resources in him, and it still didn't work out. I don't know. Some people are interpreting it as that, as this pessimistic new approach to quarterback, cautious, you know, scared, almost, you know, admitting that there is no right way to go about it. So there isn't really uh, urgency to keep pursuing. And if you find a guy that has any sort of upside, like a Jalen Hurts, and again, this is all living in the hypothetical that Jalen Hurts doesn't become a star. But if you find anybody like that, hey, it's unpredictable anyway, so let's just ride with that. You know, almost settling in a way. That's kind of what I felt like a little bit and have been concerned about this team after Wentz. But at the same time, you know, I hope they're not learning the wrong lessons from after Wentz. I really hope that's not the case because I don't know how you watch this past NFL playoff series and come away with that mindset. Unless you're just scared to have it go wrong again like it happened with Carson. I don't know. I mean, because to me, the Wentz situation shouldn't make them feel different about quarterback. They played a massive role, first off, even if they don't want to admit it, and Jeffrey Lurie did not take accountability in the press conference. They played a massive role in Carson Wentz going downwards. So if you want to take a lesson from Carson Wentz, like Wentz didn't work out, so therefore we have to do things differently this time when it comes to the quarterback, how we go about finding them, that wasn't the issue with Carson Wentz. Not to mention, like, if anything, Wentz should have, again, confirmed that you guys believe the right thing about quarterback. His and Nick Foles' elite quarterback play in the 2017 season is the reason, the main reason, you won a Super Bowl, your first ever. It should have, to me, confirmed your belief in the quarterback philosophy that Philadelphia has. And if it didn't, and it made you think more cautiously, and you start to think that it's extremely unpredictable to find a franchise quarterback, even though the majority of them come from the first round, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's the lesson you should come away with after Carson Wentz. I think there's things about Wentz, the actual player, that should make you raise question marks. And there's also also with that situation, things you did. Selecting Jalen Hurts, the lack of you know efficiency building around Carson, how important those things are as well to stabilizing the franchise quarterback once you think you have them, once you went up to get him. That should be where the lessons come not how you went about getting him. And because it didn't work out in the end, suddenly you have this whole different way of thinking about how to win in the NFL and how to find a quarterback. You know, I, I don't think that should be the lesson. And so I rewatched that press conference and I started to ask those questions like, is that what he was saying? I don't think that is their belief though. I'll dive more into it coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. It's Lockdown QB1 and guys, today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and they'll determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net, they're your number one source 
for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it, Bet Online remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because, guys, the game, where it starts, where the draft starts, it's at Bet Online, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of LOE. I'm Louis DiBiase, and we thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following Lockdown NFL as well. Lockdown experts covering the biggest stories across the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your shows. On Lockdown QB1 today, we're talking about after Jeffrey Lurie's press conference on Wednesday. We touched on this on Wednesday's show, but you know we had so much to talk about with Lurie the takeaways with Kelly Green and accountability and quarterback. There was so much to dive into that I thought, you know, on our quarterback-centric show this week, we should really dive more into what Lurie said about, you know, quarterback philosophy, about the Josh Allen comparison with Jalen Hurts and, you know, talking about Carson Wentz and how, you know, some star quarterbacks only won one ring or zero at times. He brought up Rodgers and Dan Marino and how, you know, unpredictable it is and how hard it is to win in the NFL and to find that franchise quarterback. And uh, again, I was nervous. It's like, did they take away lessons from Wentz thinking that, you know, we should just get any sort of upside there and stick with any sort of positive we have in consistency and hope that that player can get hot like Nick Foles did in 2017. And that's the way to go about it because, hey, it's so unpredictable. Why should we invest all of these resources into it? when it could spurn us so much like potentially it did last time, right? Or as if like quarterback isn't the reason teams win consistently, bringing up Rodgers has only won one and Dan Marino's only won or has never, never won one. Like to, as if that quarterback every year, isn't the main reason a team is a Super Bowl winner. Like look at the playoffs this year and look at the last 22 years. There's a few outliers, you know, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, most teams won a Super Bowl because of elite quarterback play. Even the outlier teams like the Eagles, who won with a backup quarterback, they won a championship because of an MVP quarterback season in the regular season. And then the backup, it's not like he just was Trent Dilfer in the playoffs. Nick Foles had one of the best playoff runs in the history of the NFL and outdueled the greatest quarterback of all time in the Super Bowl. So I hope to God that that is not the lesson you came away with after Carson Wentz. I really hope it isn't. And I don't think that is their belief. I don't think their quarterback philosophy has suddenly changed. I really hope it hasn't. The rings thing, again, I I watch it a few times. I do think that has more to do with justifying and creating a positive spin on Wentz's time here. Even if it was short, I think he was trying to say like how long lasting it was. Like Carson Wentz won, helped win this team a Super Bowl. And maybe that's what he meant with like, you know, some guys never win one at all. You know, Dan Marino played with the Dolphins for a decade plus, and he never won a ring. Aaron Rodgers has been the long-term quarterback in Green Bay, and he only has one. So I think he was trying to say that, you know, although Carson Wentz, it, it flamed out in 2020, he was still trying to make it seem like it was a positive run with Carson, as I think it was, and that it was quality over quantity that he won a ring when a lot of the times quarterbacks, even some of the greatest, never do it. So I, I do think that's actually what he meant, and I really hope, That is what he meant. And then when it comes to the Josh Allen comments, I think that also was more about saying how Hertz could become the guy 
even though it wasn't expected at the time of the pick or that it's not really there instantly on the field in 2021, you know, and I think that's where the Josh Allen mindset comes from with Lurie, like, Oh, you know, Allen in, 2020 and 2021, that's not who he was in 2018 and 2019. And again, I think that comparison is horrible considering the upside that Allen has physically. But I, I think that's where his mindset was with those two comments. I don't think suddenly he's having this total, you know, spin on what he believes philosophically at quarterback and how to win. But maybe that's to me, maybe that's hope me hoping too at the same time that that is what it was about. I, I do believe that's what it was about because again, I think actions speak louder than words and I'm going to believe the reports. They tried to get Russell Wilson. They inquired about Deshaun Watson and would have been interested if Watson was interested in the Eagles that they tried to trade up for Zach Wilson last year, that they tried to make things work with Carson Wentz and that hiring Nick Sirianni had a lot to do with Carson, if not everything. And just it was over. Wentz was not going to come back unless you traded Jalen Hurts away and you fired Howie Roseman. I'm going to believe the actions this team has had throughout Jeffrey Lurie's ownership with this organization. And to me, again, with the sustainability of Donovan McNabb, with the championship of 2017 with Wentz and Foles, there should be no reason to suddenly reshape your thinking because of how it ended with Carson Wentz. That did not have to do with how you went about finding your quarterback. It, it, it didn't. It, it didn't tell you some whole new revelation about the realities of quarterback in the NFL. Yes, it's extremely unpredictable. And especially with the Eagles right now, with seven to 10 wins likely being the reality next year again, are you going to have to think outside the box and get creative to find your next quarterback through a trade or you know taking a mid-first round player who has upside but also a lower floor? Yeah, probably. But with that being said, it doesn't suddenly mean that most franchise quarterbacks don't come from the first round. Like, I hope Lurie didn't mean that, you know, quarterbacks can come from anywhere. When you look at franchise quarterbacks across the NFL, like what? You have Tom Brady, who is the biggest outlier in the history of sports. And then you've got what? Dak Prescott, who's a fourth round selection. But even Dak Prescott, I don't know, guys. I mean, has he already hit his ceiling? Like, is Dak Prescott somebody you want for 10 plus years as a franchise quarterback? Most players, yeah, maybe they're not the second overall pick that Carson Wentz was, but most elite quarterbacks, most franchise long-term players at that position are first-round picks. Time will tell what they think. Time will tell, too, on Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's just instantly a star, and we'll never know what they would have done if he plateaus. Time will tell, but I'm going to believe the actions of this team more than the words. And even the words, I think you can translate them in different ways. And I hope what he meant was what we described in this segment compared to segment one. Guys, one more segment to go here on Lockdown QB1. Today's show is sponsored by, oh man, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. I'm going to have one on my lunch break today. It's Built Bar covered in 100% chocolate. I've had that sweet craving today, but I don't want to indulge in a you know Hershey's bar. I love Reese's Cups. They are my guilty pleasure. Peanut butter is my go-to. But instead, I'm going to go with all the flavor of a Reese's Cup and none of the guilt. It's Built Bar. In each bar, including peanut butter brownie, you've got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Best of all, it's not just peanut butter brownie. Whatever your flavor is, Built Bar has it. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. New for this month as well, I love white chocolate. They've got white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They're all delicious and they also have puff bars now as well. That's right. The first ever 
protein infused marshmallow bar. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're an absolute treat. Cinnamon churro flavors, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So many awesome flavors. Guys, head over to built.com today. Find out all of the selections available and get 15% off your order when you use our promo code LOCKED15. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. That's, again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. It's Locked on QB1 getting into... Quite frankly, if the Eagles quarterback philosophy has changed, I don't think it has, but I think Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner on Wednesday during his press conference said some things that make you think like, huh, if Jalen Hurts kind of, you know, he improves a little bit more in 2022, but that's it. You know, is that enough for Jeffrey Lurie? Like if Jalen Hurts, if he's just a little bit better next year and then in 2023, will they give him a Dak Prescott like contract? Are they changing the way they think how you you win football, how you win a championship? Is it more based on roster now? And they're coming to this reality that the league is so unpredictable that any sort of sustainability and consistency, you just grab it and never let go and don't take risks. I refuse to believe that that is what this team does believe, even after Carson Wentz, that should not be the lessons they took from the Carson Wentz era and I, again, I'm going to believe that their actions speak louder than words. And I think simply they just believe in Jalen Hurts and want to see this through. And they want to, after that, explore other options if Hurts is not the guy. I don't think if Hurts is just an average quarterback, they're going to stick with him like other teams have settled for quarterbacks in the past. I refuse to believe it. This team does not want to be a run-heavy offense like the Baltimore Ravens. If Hurts doesn't take those next steps, then I think they're going to move on. And by the way, again, as I said earlier, this is all in the hypothetical world that Hurts does plateau. It's, it's again, like if that happens, where is the Eagles head at now compared to where they were during the Carson Wentz era? Has it changed? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just preparing for that reality because I think that is where we're going to go. But that doesn't mean necessarily they're going to get into that situation. Jalen Hurts could become a star, and we're never going to have to talk about this because the Eagles, you know, they have that player already. And we wouldn't have to know what they would do if they didn't this time around. You know, I, I think, and I want to believe that Jalen Hurts, everybody doesn't believe me, but I want to be wrong. I want to believe what he's doing right now in California, working with these quarterback coaches is going to help him with processing and accuracy, decision-making. And we're not going to have to explore these hypotheticals anymore. But right now, the reality is we have no idea what the future is. Jeffrey Lurie said it himself in his press conference. We have no idea what the future holds for the Eagles, especially at the most important position in, in football. So we have to prepare for all scenarios and wonder what this team will do this time around. Whereas last time when they were in this spot with Sam Bradford in 2015, they moved up and did everything they could to find the potential of an elite quarterback in Carson Wentz. And to me, although it didn't end well, that didn't have to do with your quarterback philosophy you know, with going up to get Carson, it had to do more with everything that happened afterwards. You making that decision led to your first ever championship. So I hope, and I don't believe that Jeffrey Lurie's philosophy has changed because of Carson, because of 2020, but we'll see. Again, time will absolutely tell. Guys, that's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Eagles. Lockdown QB1, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. A ton of draft content coming up next week. 
five shows Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms, on YouTube as well. And we're always on Twitter talking birds. Follow us at Lockdown Birds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Now make sure your second listen is the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Louis DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go Birds.